Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, LeBron James. He has a monumental decision to make regarding his tenure with the Lakers. So Bobby Marks will join with the ramifications of that. Plus. Fresh off another title, the Warriors. They may not be as set up as we think they are for the future. So we're going to dive into their offseason and everybody's favorite six-man and pro-am legend, Jamal Crawford. He is joining the show. All of that and more NBA Today starts right now. So we're just about 12 hours until midnight here on the West Coast. And why are we counting down until midnight? Well, we're doing that because that is when LeBron James will be faced with a decision on whether to extend his contract with the Lakers or potentially position himself to become the most sought after. I feel like that's fair to say the most sought after free agent in the 2023 class. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Matt Barnes and his suit. And one, <laughs> Mr. Jalen Rose. Thank you so thank much you. for hanging thank with for me today, me. gentlemen. Um, in order to get into LeBron a little bit more, I do want your thoughts on that. But before we go there, I, I want to get into the impending decision that he has to make to set the table a little bit more for all of us. And to do that, there's no better way to do that than to do it with Bobby Marks. So we welcome in front office insider Bobby Marks to just explain all of the factors at play for us here, Bobby. And let me make sure I have this correct. What exactly is at stake for LeBron and the Lakers starting at midnight Pacific tonight? Yeah, so he's got three decisions that he has okay. to make or three options for LeBron. When you look at it, he's eligible to sign a two-year $97 million extension when a clock strikes midnight out in California tonight. The two years is the maximum allowed that he is allowed because of the over 38 rule. He could also do an extension for one year and perhaps a player option for that second year. And that puts him into free agency in 2024 when I believe there's a certain special somebody who will be draft eligible then, mm. which is his son. And of course, the third is basically do nothing. Play out the year. He has until June 30th to sign this extension and see where this roster goes. Is there a Kyrie Irving trade out there? Is there another trade out there? And really kind of put this front office feet to the fire as far as how this roster improves. So the three options certainly to resign or he can just do nothing and play out this season. Interesting. So while the, the period starts tonight, we have a little bit of time to, to see exactly what decision he's going to make here. Again, $97.1 million mm. two-year deal is what we're looking at. So, Jalen, mm -hmm. let's go with, um, I guess, the sexiest maybe of the three options is if he does nothing. What could it look like for the Lakers next year if LeBron chooses not to extend his contract? Well, like Bobby Marks mentioned, it kind of keeps the organization – um, hunting to try to improve the roster. But I think at this point of his career, paying him that type of money, the expectation is win now regardless mm. when you're a Los Angeles Lakers. So if I'm LeBron, take the money, Bron. Take the money, Bron. That's two years, $100 million, Malika. You have to take the money. And here's the other thing. I know that we anticipate that Bronny is going to come right out of high school, enter the draft, 
and, and hopefully he be a lottery pick and he becomes a multi-time all-star. But I don't want to put pressure on the young fella. Right. And when his, 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 his name comes a part of this contract conversation, that now rushes his development. Right. Something I don't want to do. So if I'm LeBron, I stay, I sign. I don't think he plays for another team other than the Lakers. Devin, hmm. you made up a great point that no one's talking about. All the pressure, like if not being LeBron's son ain't pressure enough, but you're expected to come out of high school and go play with your dad right away. He's waiting on you to play. But every, all the points you made are great, but I think at the same time, Bron has always kept his cards to his chest and had the flexibility to kind of do what he wants, unlike any other player we've really ever seen. So I don't expect it to be any different. Will he sign? Will he not? Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but I know if anything is possible, if anyone can make that transition to end up playing with the somehow, his son somehow, some way, it's LeBron. And while we were talking about this earlier, I had the staff look up. There's only been three that we could think of that have been father and son duos in the, in the great Griffies in, in, in baseball, along uh, Tim Raines and his son uh, in baseball, the Bonses, and then Gordy House. Excuse me, that's four. So this would be kind of historic in basketball because usually longevity doesn't last that long. So yeah. if anyone can make it happen, I think it'll be LeBron. We just don't really know when and where. Absolutely. We've seen several sets of siblings play together, both in men's and women's mm -hmm. basketball. But that father, son, uh, mother, daughter, that, that is, is, is tricky because of the longevity piece that you mentioned. But we got to see a little glimpse of it when LeBron shared to his social media that he was in the gym with Bronny. He was in the gym with Bryce, his other son, and they were getting after it. Uh, you can see some of that video there. I mean, I know that a lot is being made of, of, of Bronny, and I am so excited to see what he can do. Uh, LeBron still saying, hey, I got some, and, and Bryce is looking pretty spry as well. Uh, Bobby, what do you think LeBron should do? What would be prudent, especially, you know, you worked in these front offices. How would you weigh this decision? I think for him, I, I know certainly taking the guaranteed money route is the, probably the safe bet. Mm. Uh, if he did, that would take him up to $530 million in his career on mm. court, the, top, the most ever of any player here. I think for him, I think certainly playing it out and seeing where this roster looks like, not lock into that contract. Because if he locks in and signs that you know for $47 million, you've got $20 million in cap space next year for eight players. So I think the deal for, for me is, see if there is a trade out there. And once you lock in, I think it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off that front office here. So I understand it from both sides. Certainly the guaranteed portion, $100 million is nothing to turn yeah. down, but to leave your options open as far as kind of just playing out this, year, this season. But Malika, you know this, there will be drama hovering over this organization if he becomes, right. you know, the potential of becoming a free agent next year. Well, and you laid this out really well in your article about the urgency and why, because of the cap space, whether he stays, whether he leaves, what they need to do if that was to happen. But here's the thing. The other thing that you laid out in your fantastic article on ESPN Plus right now, Bobby, that I'm curious to get your thoughts on here, Jalen, is that Bobby said keep an eye on the Cleveland Cavaliers. One, because of the basketball they're playing, but two, because of the cap space that they could have. What do you think of that? I think that chapter's closed. Mm. I think LeBron understood for legacy purposes it was important once he left Cleveland to go to Miami to win championships to now go back to cement his legacy by winning one in Cleveland. We know he and Dan Gilbert don't have the best relationship. I think once he won that championship, and he left Cleveland, I think that ship has sailed. Mm. And so I don't believe that LeBron will end up a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And again, here's another point I want to make. If LeBron's not committed, 
guess what happens? You can't recruit players to come run with you. Mm -hmm. See, the one thing Giannis did that was really smart, he invested and reinvested in Milwaukee. So now people felt comfortable like a Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton resigning. If LeBron's not committed, it's hard to get other people to leave their situation to come play with him. Well, speaking of Chris Middleton, he's another one of those 2023 folks that we can be starting to keep an eye on starting tomorrow. I think he puts pressure on the organization to continue to, continue to get better. I like Jay that I don't see him leaving LA. I think his life is here now. He's set up for life after basketball. His boys go to school here. To me, the only thing that makes him leave LA is if Bronny ends up going somewhere else and he has an opportunity to get maybe that one year or you know, he's Superman, maybe two years with Bronny at another organization. But I think L.A. is where he's going to be. I don't see him donning another uniform unless it comes up with the opportunity for him to play with his son. But let me tell you what the organization knows that you know. You're a terrific dad. I see you coaching your kids. I see you out there spending time with them. They know he ain't leaving now. Yeah. So it don't even matter what happens with the con. They know he got that house out here, you know, wifey several out houses, here. Several exactly. houses. They know the kids out here. Like, right. We can't. We always think about it as LeBron James, the superstar, not always LeBron James, the, the father, the dad, the human being. Right. And I don't think he's going to necessarily want to uproot his family nope. to go play somewhere else. Yeah. Get out here. Exactly. Well, and as Bobby was laying out, this is not a simple decision to make. There are so many factors, like you just said, that come in to play here. And we can't possibly cover it all. Bobby did such a great job in his article. I encourage everyone to go check that out. We were going to dive into more of that in just a little bit. But speaking of LeBron, he was one of many folks to pay tribute to the great Vin Scully following the legendary broadcaster's death. He was 94 years old. And James tweeted, rest in power, a city of angels icon, another great one who made sports so damn special. And Vin Scully provided the soundtrack of the summer while entertaining and informing Dodgers fans from Brooklyn to Los Angeles for 67 years. That makes him the longest tenured broadcaster with a single team in pro sports history. And Scully saw it all while he was in L.A. Although he never called a basketball game beyond his years at Fordham University, he still had plenty of ties to basketball in Los Angeles. Do you recognize this man? No, he's not a very tall, slim right-hander. He's not somebody who's trying out for the Dodgers. That's Kobe Bryant of the world champion Lakers who threw out the first ball tonight. Gets a hug from Dave Hansen, and he got an ovation from this crowd. What a brilliant basketball player, young Kobe Bryant. At 6.45 p.m. tonight, Coach John Wooden passed away at Ronald Reagan UCLA Hospital. The great coach at UCLA was 99 years old, would have been 100 in October. Those of us who knew him and knew him well are the ones who were blessed by his life. And as usual, when it gets down to it, Shakespeare said it best. His life was gentle and the elements so mixed in him that nature might stand up and say to all the world, this was a man. And you know, John was a big baseball fan, so I know he does not want you to be down. He wants you to get back to the ball game. That's exactly what we'll do in his honor. I did not know Vin Scully personally, but as a student of the great broadcasters that came before me, I do know this. He was the standard. Fairness, excellence, enthusiasm. And just like Vin Scully said John Wooden would have wanted Scully's enthusiasm for the game, it would push us to get back to it. That's what he would say. So we will. 
Rest easy, Vin Scully. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to NBA Today. And to get back here and get it done means the world. Can you guys believe it, it was just 48 days ago that the highest payroll team in the NBA history resulted in a championship, and that was for the last year's Golden State Warriors. It feels like much longer ago, and for a second consecutive season, the payroll in Golden State, it is expected to exceed $350 million in salary in. and tax it. penalties. All so money in. we're going to dive into that financial decision just a little bit more, but we're going to do that by playing a game. We're going to call it On Your Marks, Get Set, Go, because get, okay. we're with Bobby I like Marks. That. I like See, that. Bobby Marks on, on Your Marks. All right, so for that, we're welcoming back front office insider Bobby Marks, and this is how this is going to work. What's going to happen is Bobby is going to set the table here. He's going to tell us what the specific decision that's going to shape the 2023 offseason, and then Matt and Jalen, you will each have 30 seconds to predict what will happen. Sound good? Let's get it. All right, let's do it. All right, this is how we're going to start. We're going to start with the reigning NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors that we just talked about. Bobby, what decisions are the Warriors facing here, particularly surrounding Draymond Green's contract situation and, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, a bunch of young players? Yeah, it starts today with Draymond, who is eligible to sign a four-year, $138 million extension. And then we can go to Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, who are also extension eligible. And the fourth person is Klay Thompson. You bring everyone back, and Golden State will become the first team in NBA history to exceed $400 million in luxury tax and salary cap. And that's the decision that ownership will have to decide. Do they bring back this team, or does this team look awfully different next year? Okay, so 
So that's the decision. Jalen, you have 30 seconds. Mm. What would you do? I don't need 30. You got to bring this back. Okay. <laughs> like, like, because here's, here's why. Injuries help build their dynasty. Steph started his career not getting paid top dollar. Mm. And then Clay gets injured. Then they build through the draft. And then all of a sudden you add Kaminga, you add Wiseman, you develop Poole, you have Moody, you have all of these young players. You just win a championship and none of them were major factors other than mm. Poole. So you bring this thing back. You sign Draymond. You don't have to give him a four-year deal if you don't want to, but pay him top dollar at least two more years so he has one plus two. All right, pass it on your marks, get set, go. What I want to touch on is Draymond. Obviously, you want to bring back Wiggins. He was probably one of the most essential players in the finals. Poole is an up-and-coming star. Clay is Clay. But Draymond does so much more for this organization. Jalen, you know how those guys go. I mean, this guy will be a Hall of Famer. If you want to call him a role player, you can. If not, possibly the greatest role player of all time. But he does so much more than meets the eye when it comes to the statistical eye challenge. He holds the whole organization accountable from top to the owners to players with Steph and everyone else. Draymond is that pulse. I've been in that locker room, so it would be a huge mistake. I know he wants a max deal, but like Jalen said, if it's a two-year deal, you got to pay him top dollar because I think they know how valuable it is if they lost someone like uh, Draymond Green. Okay, so that is the Golden State Warriors. Let's go ahead to two free agents or two stars, all-stars rather, that are looking to reestablish themselves as max players worthy of contracts. Could they be free agents in 2023? What's kind of going on with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, Bobby? Ah, the former teammates in Brooklyn, right? (laughs) I mean, I think when we look at James Harden, decline that $47 million option is on a $33 million contract. Can he reestablish himself as that max player? Certainly coming off a subpar playoff series uh, against the Miami Heat here. And then there's Kyrie Irving, the perfect player on a year-to-year max contract. Is there a team out there besides Brooklyn that will sign him to a three or four year max contract. Still in the prime of a prime of his career. And as you said earlier, there's a potential to have 14 to 15 teams that have $40 million in room. Mm. So two players looking to reestablish themselves as max players. Two players looking to reestablish themselves as max players. You could see it on the bottom of their screen. James Harden had that two-year deal he signed. Kyrie Irving opted into his player option. But this time I'm gonna start with you, Matt. Whoa. This is all I got. I see them having both of them having great seasons. You never want, and Jalen can contest this, you never want the outside noise off the court to be louder than the noise you're making on the court. And we know both of these guys are top talents in the world. When Kyrie is locked in on basketball and has that at the front of his mind, he's a top five talent in the world. So I see him coming back having a big year after all the last two years of just all the nonsense. James Harden, on the other hand, has a full offseason. I think he's recommitted himself to getting back in shape. He heard all the noise. James Harden was still, even though his numbers were down because he set the bar so high, he was still a 20 and 10 guy. So I've already seen seen him this summer on IG playing up at UCLA with my homeboy Rico Hines. Expect a monster of James Harden to come back and I think both these guys are going to have huge years and put themselves in position when they're up to get whatever they need to get. I agree with Matt but their circumstances are different. Kyrie's isn't because he slowed down basketball wise. Mm. All he has to do is show them that he's reinvested in the franchise. Yep. Be it training camp, be it practices, hopefully no vaccine mandates happen. Once he's available, with KD still under contract, if you're the Nets, don't panic. Yep. Mm. Find a way to keep KD happy, 
by signing Kyrie. This ain't brain surgery. I gotta ask a second question. How did Ben Simmons pass his physical? That's another subject for another day. <laughs> the, no, the next thing I wanna say is James Harden. He did, Matt, slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's not an MVP level player, Malika. And so he needed the second year guarantee in case something happens, you get injured, you slow down a little bit. Mm. But for the Sixers, that's a prove it to me year for him this year. He wanted to go into the office and get a four-year deal like Bradley Beal. He didn't. He wanted to get a two-year deal like Dame Lillard. He didn't. So this is a prove-it basketball year. And if Philly's able to win the East, then James Harden gets paid. If they don't win the East, he still's not going to get a long-term deal with them. Well, we're going to do this one more time, and this question is going to be a prove-it for the two of you that you can do this in 30 seconds to me. Because okay. neither of those first two were. All right, Bobby, here's <laughs> what we're going to do here. I want you to make the call. What other contract decisions are you keeping an eye on that we need these two to talk about here? Well, I think certainly Jason Tatum is going to be interested, but that's two years from now. If Tatum earns All-NBA this year, mm. he, be, he can become the first player to sign a five-year, ready for this, $300 million contract. Ooh, that's be two that years person. from now. Wow. So certainly Tatum, Tatum is the interesting one here. I think Jalen Brown is going to be fascinating too, guys. I mean, I think he's extension eligible right now. We hear a lot of noise being talked about. Jalen Brown, does he take the guaranteed three years, $120 million, or does he kind of just roll the dice and play out the next two years of this deal and potentially can earn double of that, that amount? Okay, so of all that we just heard, Jalen, starting with you, and, um, uh, <laughs> and five seconds, uh, all right. Go, what interests you the most? Get the money. Like, do the Bradley Bill. Sign the deal, and then if you aren't happy tomorrow, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So therefore, if I'm Jalen Brown, I have a chance to get the top dollar, you get it. And if I'm Jason Tatum, I'm definitely getting $300 million. No question about it. That was 15 seconds. Good work. Matt? Let me take the other 15. I mean, Jason Tatum will be the first $300 million contract player. And I just want to tell everyone out there who said, oh, he struggled. He did this. He did that in the finals. He will be so much better for what he learned in the finals moving forward. He's a franchise player there. Jalen uh, Brown, hopefully this is not an emotional situation. You heard his name thrown around in trades. I know it hurt his feelings. Like Jalen said, either get the money or keep balling the next two years and double that up in the 200, 250 range. We'll see what happens. Oh, five seconds to spare. Yes. Well yes. done, yes. gentlemen. Bobby Marks, thank you so much for your knowledge. Thank you, too, for respecting yes, the indeed. clock. Coming up next <laughs> on NBA Today, the man with arguably the best handle of all, Jamal Crawford. He is joining the show. Do not miss that as NBA Today rolls on after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. The crossover pro-am. It has been the talk of the town, and the basketball has looked incredible. And the man putting it on, he is joining us now, Mr. Seattle, Jamal Crawford, joining NBA Today. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us, my friend. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Um, So I want to start with an event. A fellow Seattle kid, we just mentioned, uh, was playing in. DeJounte Murray also attended. And he enjoyed it so much that he took to Instagram. And he said this, to my NBA brothers, if you're healthy and love hooping, get out to these programs so that these kids and these people who can't afford to be able to see us can see us for free. We ain't too big for that. Jamal, what do you think of that sentiment? I think that encompasses everything. Honestly, uh, a lot of kids in this area especially have only seen their favorite players, whether it be on TV or on video games or on ESPN, right? To see the favorite players right there in person, you can reach out and touch them. And they may have interaction with you. And if you're a kid working to, to get better and to dream about being on that level, that makes your dreams more realistic. So for me, I try to bring everybody I can to, to Seattle. You know, the biggest stars out there, I ask the kids they want to see. I try to go get them, and it's free for everybody. It's a community event, and hopefully they can push this next generation to keep dreaming and keep dreaming big. And it's a lot of fun to see players in that environment as someone who went to their first. I went to my first Pro-Am sort of play this summer, and to watch it, it it's been awesome. Um, but you also got a firsthand sneak peek to DeJounte and the Hawks' new big three, and then also Paolo Bencaro, Chet Holmgren, Jaden McDaniels, right. lots of highlights. Who stood out to you? Uh, the one I think is least talked about is Jay McDaniels. Mm. He, his offense is, is so good, but right now he's in a role where he's playing defense to, to kind of stay on the court. But once his offense is unlocked, you're looking at somebody who's so fluid, you know, 6'9", who can handle the ball, make plays, uh, very smooth when he plays, doesn't disrupt the offense with how, how he plays. So he's someone who I think is the one that doesn't get talked about enough, but he's going to be a great, great player for years to come. It's going to be fun to watch him this season. Uh, it's also going to be fun to watch the Hawks, and it's rare to see a pair of teammates, let alone a trio, on the court over the summer and get sort of that sneak peek. What did you see there? What stood out? Well, first off, I was absolutely honored that they chose to make Seattle the place where they debuted together. Yeah. You know, it's the first time in history they have a lot of games, a lot of big games together. But they did it right at the crossover in Seattle. And to see DeJounte's speed and athleticism, the trade shooting, the way they kind of fed off each other. They had a really nice rhythm with, okay, I got it going. Let me get you involved. Let's get John involved. And they had a nice, nice mix by the end of it. And I'm looking forward to watching them play this year. How about the rookies? All oh, the rookies were unbelievable. I think I, I heard a stat. It was the first time the number one and number two pick had played together since Magic and Bird. And seeing those wow. guys, they're always compared this or that. I was like, let's appreciate both's greatness. They play a different style of game. But their games fit so well together. And to see them hugging and interacting uh, the way they were that weekend was special. Well, particularly because in this draft, there were sort of some expectations. Should someone else be the number one pick? It was Paolo Bencaro. And then now you get to see Chet and Paolo together in that camaraderie. It's something we don't get to see very often. Speaking of something we don't get to see very often, we've got someone else who wants to ask you a little question. And Jalen, 
You've uh -oh. never been afraid to go on Twitter to give Jamal his flowers to say he should be a Hall of Famer. So I'm just going to give you the floor here. So I got a chance to go to Jamal's Summer League. I want to encourage everybody, like DeJounte said, it's really important for people that can't pay for NBA prices to get a chance to see these players mm. up close and personal. And thank you very much for doing that, Jamal. And when I was sitting there watching the young fellas play, I was looking at Jamal, and I started thinking about his career. I'm like, he scored more points than any player that's never been an All-Star. He has the most four-point plays in the history of the league. Yes, sir. And he's one of four players to score at least 50 points for four <laughs> different teams. Mm. As a matter of fact, his final month when he was playing for the Phoenix Suns, you can Google this, he averaged 40. The, 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 the biggest thing that we missed from the bubble is Jamal got hurt playing for the Nets. Because if he would have been playing for them, he'd still be in the league. So I say to everybody, I believe this gentleman deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So Jamal, my question for you, and I know how much you love your hometown, would it mean more to you to be in the Hall of Fame or for Seattle to get the Sonics back? It would absolutely mean more for me for the Sonics to come back. Mm. I was a kid who actually worked in the arena, and I was a kid 16 years old bringing food up from the basement mm. to the concession stand. And when I did that, I would look in the crowd and look on the court and see Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Mm -hmm. And a 10-minute trip to bring the food up was really 30 minutes, and I would make sure I went out there <laughs> and just dreamed, dreamed about being on that court. And so for me, I know what that means to this next generation. Mm -hmm. A lot of these kids have never seen that. This generation hasn't seen, you know, Kevin Durant in 2008. They were babies, you know, so to see that, I know it could push a whole another generation forward. Being the Hall of Fame, if I make it or not, having your respect. To me, you're the blueprint. Mm. You're the reason I went to Michigan from across the country. Thank you, fam. The Fab Five captivated the whole world. You're a cultural icon. So when I hear my peers talk in that regard to me, I've done my job. Thank not to you. mention a, a hairline icon as well. <laughs> Thank you. He's, he's so famous, his hairline has its own Twitter. I mean, this guy <laughs> is just something else. And, 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 you, and you mentioned somebody. Shout to Sean Kemp. I was riding through the streets. I got a chance. He opened up a new business. Matt, I'm pretty sure you'll check it out when you go to Seattle. Support the Rain Man. Always. Well, you said it. He's got more four-point plays than anyone to ever do it. 50-point games for four different teams. Crazy. Multiple sixth man of Multiple. the year awards. But what I want to do, Jamal, is talk about your handles a little bit. In your opinion, when you watch NBA games and you're watching them at night, which one player reminds you of you the most? Mm. That's a great question, Malik. I would have to say Kyrie because mm. we've got a chance to work out together. And some of the things we see, a lot of people see handles, but the things that we talk about is the handles, the footwork, and then the mind. It's all connected. So when you see those three things, everybody else is like, it's like we're Neo in the Matrix when we're dribbling, because we're just getting to a spot at that point and navigating traffic. So I think we see things the same. I think they're most similar, even though we're a little bit different size-wise, as far as me being 6'5 and him 6'3". Well, I mean, Kyrie is just absolutely special, and so are you, Jamal. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for what you were doing for Seattle basketball. It is really awesome to watch. We really appreciate it. Oh, You're you welcome to come back anytime. Love you, too. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for giving me this platform to talk about Washington basketball. Thank you. Absolutely. Jalen, if we could, what I would like to do, though, is stick with handles a little bit here, though. So I'm going to invite you to join okay. one Mr. Matt Barnes, because what I want you to do is to okay, give us yeah. the, the top yeah. handles. And you can show off yours if Let's you would like. Oh, first of Carly all, y'all setting up stuff for failure with this one. 
You right. all know these lists. People want to kill Correct. your list. Correct. But OG, I want you to go first. Your top five. My top five mm. handles of all mm. time. Gee. Are we right going five to one? Oh, I gotta go with the old. Starting at five. Okay. So you gotta drag him over mm. here. Starting at five, I ain't going to go with. I gotta go with the OG Tim Hardaway. He gotta be on here somewhere. Just got inducted into the Hall of Fame original run TMC. Mm -hmm. That UTEP two-step at number five. Number four, jeez. Y'all gonna get me in trouble. I told him this is a no No win. wonder why Matt letting me do this. <laughs> this no win. Uh, ah, I go. Yeah. I, am I daring to put? I mean, who do you who who are you gonna leave off? So this, here's this we go. Oh, you Ooh, know what? Here's going to one. Do no, we're gonna do this. Cause I don't wanna mess this up. So we're gonna do that. And then we're gonna do that. Oof. You're just playing by your own rules I mean, over here. No, I'm I here for mess it. This up. And then we're gonna go here. Oh, you already got him. You already got him. Oh yeah, I just love him that much. Okay. <laughs> you wanna make sure. Ooh. Here. Oh, no. oh. You know what? You leave off that oh, oh no! My God! Y'all set me up! You leave off that list. You know what? I can't lie, dog. I can't lie. I can't lie. Oh, oh. 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 You're taking him off. Oh, see? I'm not mad at that. Who else did you you lost? Who was up? Who did you have? Here? Oh, dang! No AI oh, or Kyrie? This is crazy, no, yo. No, no, you got oh, I got Kyrie. Kyrie. Okay. Here we go, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, tough. Matt, just keep yeah. it before he changes hey, it again. Real, so, okay, we got it? I'm going to go mine real quick. This is uh, crazy. This is, tough. this is no win. To me, my, my list is in no order except the number one guy to me is Kyrie, with all due respect to the OGs that came before. Then after that, I'm just going to put him up here for me. White Chocolate, Jamal, See when he CP. GP and almost made a I hate that I have to leave AI off. I hate no. that I have to leave AI You're leaving Bubba Chuck off? It's hard. It's hard. Hey, I apologize, bro, because I know I'm probably going to get a uh, FaceTime as soon as we yes, get off the show. Yes, you are. But these are my five. These are my I'm not mad at Like it. I said, this it's hard to choose out of a great list like that, but all these guys can do it at the top of the top. But you youngsters out there, while we talk about handle in all honesty, these guys uh, undress you what they handle, but then make a play. Shoot. It ain't play. just like ooh and ah, and then dribble it off your knee. Or you know what I'm saying? Throw it off the backboard. Exactly. I'm going to put you guys out of your misery and let you guys just think about this a little bit. Okay. Maybe go have a, a massage, get wow. a drink, because I think we just put you through something that was very, very crazy. difficult. Uh, but I appreciate it. Thomas off. Oh, I don't See? This is this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing bad. this for the rest of the day. This is all bad. Yeah, this it's that, was all right. no, that was a no win. It's all right. You got to like, I'm bothered by like, like I'm breathing a little harder right now. No, like, it's I all right. We have a therapist standing outside that's ready to talk you through what we my all just my, went through. My therapist is in my car. We'll be all right. Let's <laughs> Still to come on NBA today. We are minutes away from Joe Dumars joining the show. So we are going to ask the Hall Joe? of Famer how his playing experience has translated oh. to his role in the league. NBA Today rolls on after this. Sabrina, your nephew thrived in these situations. And your nephew gets the ball right back for first three-pointer.
has played strong all night long at the 30 feet for number 20. Put the bumpers up to bring you on that crew. Get big. That is a bad, bad woman. And now it's time for today's WNBA Corner presented by Google. Sabrina Unescu balling last night, scoring 31 points on 11 of 16 shooting as the New York Liberty beat the LA Sparks 102 to 73. So here's today's search trend provided by Google. Surges for WNBA most assists in a game. They spiked 570% in the United States from July 26th to August 1st. And Sabrina Unescu, huge reason why. Dished out 16 assists on Sunday versus the Mercury, equaling the WNBA record for a game in the regular season. And UNESCO is now tied with Tisha Penachero and Courtney Vandersloot and Sue Bird at top of all-time dimes list. Oh, and you know, just by the way, Sabrina UNESCO joined Candace Parker as the only players with 500 points, 200 rebounds, and 150 assists in a season in WNBA history last night as well. So here's our next WNBA game. The Sun, they host the Diana Taurasi and the Sun host the Mercury tomorrow at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN2 and the app. And then Sunday, we'll have a WNBA doubleheader with the league's top four teams on ABC and the ESPN app. And then at 1 Eastern, noon Central, the Sun, they score off against the Sky. And then the Aces, they take on the Storm. What an afternoon of hoops on ABC. We do, though, have some breaking news here on NBA Today. UConn women's basketball junior guard Paige Beckers suffered a torn ACL in her left knee and will miss the 2022-23 season. Just brutal news. Becker sustained the injury during a pickup basketball game and underwent an MRI on Monday evening to confirm the injury. So we hope for a speedy recovery. You can see a statement there from UConn head coach. We're all devastated for Paige. She's worked really hard to get stronger and healthier this offseason. And this is an unfortunate setback. Paige is obviously an amazing basketball player, but she's a better person and teammate. And it's really unfortunate that this has happened to her. We'll miss her presence on the court but she'll do everything she can to still lead and help her teammates this season. And our program will support Paige through her healing process to help her come back better and stronger. And she joined NBA Today earlier this season. We are wishing Paige all the best. Speedy recovery to you. Coming up next on NBA Today, we are just a couple of minutes from Joe Dumars joining the show. Detroit basketball. And we will ask him about how his new role as translated with the league office. NBA Today, after this. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, wearing number four from McNeese State, Joe Dumar. I could not have come to a better organization than Detroit Pistons. I feel very fortunate that I came here and I got to play with some men who were serious about what they wanted to accomplish. I'm thankful for the times that have shaped and, and marked your career. Nobody wore a Piston uniform for more seasons than Joe D. I doubt anybody ever will. We now welcome in the NBA's executive vice president slash head of basketball operations and, oh yeah, a, a pretty good player back in the day as you just saw, <laughs> Mr. Joe Dumars. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. We're really excited. I, I just want to start with the title that we just laid out. You were appointed to the position in May. You oversee the development mm -hmm. of rules, how those rules are interpreted, conduct, discipline, 
all the other policies and procedures of the operation of the game. There's an irony in, in the Pistons and that, but sounds like a lot. Why did you yeah. take this position? Well, I think, first of all, it's a great job. It's a great position to be in. Secondly, the reason why, Malika, is because you get to shape and touch all of the game. And it's, I think, my past experiences as a former player and front office exec, uh, it kind of made me uniquely qualified to step into this role really uh, with an easy transition. Mm. How do you think that that was an easier transition for you? Just knowing, knowing the subject. You know, when I walked in here uh, back in May, everything that we were talking about in here, I've lived it for the last 20, 30 years. So I understood it from a different lens, Monica. I understood it from the player lens and executive lens. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at it now from the league office lens, but the subject matter is the exact same things I've been dealing with for the last couple of decades. And so that's that's the only reason I said it made it easy. It's not an easy job, mm. but but knowing the subject matter, it, it's not like you have to learn something that you, you know nothing about when you step into this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, in July, yeah. the Board of Governors approved a harsher penalty when a defender intentionally commits a transition take foul, right? So beyond the take mm -hmm. foul, if you just had a magic wand and you could go poof, make something a little bit different about the way the games are played, what else would you change? What else are you looking at here? I, I, would, I would try to take everything out of the game that's not about the game, mm. whether it's decorum, whether it's the transition take foul, whether it's um, non-basketball moves. I, I, I just... Look, when the game is clean, we have the best athletes in the world. The NBA has the most uh, incredible athletes in the world. And as long as we keep the game clean from a league standpoint and it's all about the play, then I think everyone's going to be happy. So I just think keeping the game clean and allowing people to see how incredible these guys are. Well, I can't have you here and not say Detroit basketball. <laughs> Jalen Rose has demanded the floor. He is coaching once for food. Thank you for joining us, Legend. Thank you for being yeah. an icon, a champion as a Thank player, you. and as an executive. I have to ask you a question. I know Thank it's you. a long shot, yeah. but yeah. I would hope one day that the NBA would graduate possibly through a 1 through 16 seeding come playoff mm -hmm. time. Players mm -hmm. fly first. Fly, they fly private now. They've been exposed to all of the best mm -hmm. medicines that there is to offer. And I know on paper, you don't want Portland to play against Miami in the East in the, right, in a, in right. the conference finals, but they'll play right. against each other in the NBA finals now anyway. Mm. Your thoughts? Right. So, First of all, we'll have to talk about that off air at some point. We're gonna have to get in a much deeper conversation okay. about that. God. Much deeper conversation. But I would just quickly I would say this though. You would almost have to change the whole regular season schedule then. Because if you're gonna have East Coast playing West Coast in the first round of the playoffs, then you almost have to balance the schedule out during the eighty two game season, Jay. Mm -hmm. to make sure that there's not an imbalance in the schedules mm. and, and what's going on. So it's, it's a lot more to it, and, and a lot of it, Jay, would be scheduling, like mm -hmm. regular season scheduling. How would you change the regular season scheduling? Um, and then, you know, look, you can fly private all you want. Flying 3,000 miles is 3,000 miles, <laughs> yes. man. Yes. Flying cross-country is cross-country. So it, 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 
travel and scheduling day would probably be the biggest thing right now, but it's a conversation you and I will have next time we see you each other. You got it. Appreciate it, Legend. But yep. here's the thing, yeah, Dylan. I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear absolutely no in there. So you know, it, it's uh, maybe potentially. Uh, quick yeah, question. You, know, you, know, you don't want to give hard no's <laughs> see, all the time. You exactly. Keep it open. You want to. You want to keep things <laughs> yeah. open. But before we yeah. let you go, Joe, um, we we made we forced Jalen Rose to to rank the top ball handlers in NBA history. It yep. for you is he number one? Yeah, he'd have to be number one just because I was in the backcourt with him. But 1A would be Kyrie for me, though. Okay, all right. 1A would be Kyrie for me. Absolutely. I got to go with my man Isaiah. Mm -hmm. But 1A would be Kyrie. Incredible handles. 1A, Kyrie. What would you have? Oh, you don't want to know. That's what I had. I had Isaiah 1 and Kyrie 2. And then? Uh, Okay. I had Steph Curry 3. Since he's such a great shooter, people underestimate his ball handling ability. I had Allen Iverson 4. Asked Michael Jordan about his. And I had Jamal Crawford at 5. That was no my list. Oh, wow. No, wow. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough. It's it's a that, tough. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah. It's a tough. It's a yeah, tough little question. That's really good. Joe, yeah. thank you so much for spending a little bit of time okay, with us here on NBA right. Today. We still have so much more show to go, though. It's yeah. only right, right, that we have a trendsetter, Jalen Rose, in our midst. So he's going to break down a very special episode of Top of the Top. It is the Top Jalen Edition. NBA Today will be back in six seconds. Stephen A., my list better than yours. <laughs> Our show has already made headlines. The top handles in NBA history. This was your list, Jalen. This was your list, Matt. Well, somebody does not like your list, particularly you, Jalen. And that's Mr. Stephen A. Smith. He tweeted, to my man, Jalen Rose, your list on all-time ball handlers is wrong on NBA Today. It's Kyrie 1, Isaiah, CP, Steph, Jamal Crawford, based on the list y'all had just saying, at Matt Barnes, not the correct handle, but that's right. fine. You almost had it. Missing you every day, my brother. Get well soon. I have to say this. RHP means right-hand pitcher. <laughs> Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox, you Yankee fan. Now. So you almost had it, Stephen exactly. A, is what you're so, so here's the thing, Stephen A. I got to make sure I show love to Allen Iverson. You have CP3. Those are the different players that we have on our list. Let the fans debate. Y'all tell me who got the better handle, AI or CP3. That's a tough call. And then me, yeah, obviously, I, when I tell you I wake up and look at Twitter, I'm getting cussed out on a daily basis. <laughs> he must be having a bad season. <laughs> but my list is obviously, you know, with, with my list, it's just, obviously it's hard to leave off someone like Isaiah or, or Allen Iverson, but I just feel like the handle has just, it's grown so much. They had an incredible handle, but the guys on my list just, have taken the handle to a next level. Jamal's number three? I, I just, I, but my I, list is not even in order. Remember, he was my okay. number one, and then I just put four of the people up here so that you could hold Jaden's list by the numbers, not mine. <laughs> so, your list, so, so give me an order then. Uh, okay, I'm going to put Kyrie one. I'm going to put CP two. One, I'm a, two. I'm going to put Steph three. Three. Jay, you Jay, can't oh, say ooh, that on air. Ooh, 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 Jay Williams and then Jamal five. It's oh, tough. my God. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Well, all right. We're going to very briefly get into some top of the top because I can't it's keep tough. going on this. Anyone heard me say that, Malika? Top Jalen because we have – you're the first Jalen ever. Is that yes, right? Indeed. So I appreciate it. we're going to have you evaluate some Jalens, and we're going to start with it. the Jalen Brunson. I mean, what do you – him in a Knicks uniform. Ooh. 
Ooh, it's the money, baby. Special. You just talked about CP, and he's a legend. He's a JRLA supporter. I love my brother. But man, Phoenix helped Jalen Brunson get oh. paid. Oh. He needs to ain't. send them a gift. Jalen Brunson deserves every dollar. Why the Knicks get fined for tampering potential? What about Jalen Suggs? Get up, young fella. That was some injuries this year. Top flight draft pick. I know. He's good friends with Paige, who's dealing with yes. an injury right now. Very good and I know he's going to come back and represent for his good friend. Different spelling. We have a Y in this one, but J-A-Y are the letters of his name. And if the Boston Celtics would have won, miraculously, the NBA Finals, MVP. that would have been your MVP yep. right there. And the ascension in this game was his ball handling and his ability to shoot the three. Sorry, Bam. continue to improve. Just a business decision. We're not actually making fun of you there. Jalen, <laughs> thank you so much for thank joining us. Matt, we appreciate you, my friend. We will be back tomorrow. NFL Live is coming up next. Please stay out of Matt's mentions. <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs>